News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. A new government report reveals that only 59% of climate measures that were due to be completed between January and March were actually delivered on time. Uh, we're joined by Saiv O'Neill, uh, who is a lecturer in climate policy at the DCU School of Law and Government. Uh, Saiv, what do you make of this performance by uh, the uh, the government departments? Well, in fairness, that figure that you quoted there refers to one department, uh, the Department of Climate Action. Uh, But overall, I think the uh, delivery rate was 73% over all government departments. So it's a little bit better when you look at everything uh, in the round. Uh, But it's certainly the case. Uh, Sorry sorry to, and we won't get bogged down in this, but uh, just reading the the report here, uh, 59% of actions due to be completed between January and March of this year were delivered on time. And that's uh, the that's under the Climate Action uh, Plan 2021, where government departments uh, were asked for a progress update. Now, the figure was better for October to December. 84% of measures were ear- earmarked. But um, 59%, my understanding of the report seems to be uh, across the board for that narrow period of time, albeit. Um, Well, I don't want to get uh, bumped down in the statistics here, but I think that particular figure refers to one department that, you know, so when you add up the completion rate across the whole of the government, it's a lot higher. But nonetheless, let's let's not get up with that. Sure. The, 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 main, the main thing is that the Climate Action Plan is a gigantic to-do list of about 440 measures, some of which are very complex and some of which are more straightforward and some of them you know, require other things to happen first before they can be implemented. So I think it's important to say that uh, you know, every single measure is important and needs to be delivered on time. Um, but that there are some significant delays around some issues that are really quite hard to understand. One of them, I think, that will probably resonate with your listeners is the delay in uh, issuing policy guidance to local authorities and and the public sector around EV charging points. Uh, This is a real bugbear for many EV owners. And it's understandable that, you know, the the, the householders and, 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 and commuters are reluctant to invest in an electric car if they don't know that there's going to be sufficient charging points. Um, I, I, I think that that kind of delay is very significant because it holds lots of other measures back. Okay. Um, another significant delay uh, in my mind is the delay in uh, issuing a new long-term climate strategy. And that's very important because it's a legally binding obligation under the EU directives. So I think the government is going to have to you know, step up its efforts to get some of these uh, key measures back on track. Yeah, I'm just looking at the government statement um, defending uh, their, 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 their performance. They said the key reasons for delays, administrative and capacity constraints, desires for alignment with other measures, technical complexity, stakeholder consultation mm. and the pace of the legislative process. I have to say I'm none the wiser after reading that. Yeah, I agree with you there. Administrative delays could be anything. <laughs> it yeah. could mean absolutely everything that the key officials went on holidays. Techni- technical months, complexity. You know? I mean, it's not that yeah. complex. 
Um, well, some of these uh, measures are complex and they do require regulatory changes. But just by way of comparison, I was looking at Denmark's Climate Action Plan this morning. And Denmark has a, an even more onerous emission reduction target uh, for 2030 than Ireland. They're hoping to reduce emissions by 70% by 2030. And they're pretty much on track um, in, in doing that. They've highlighted a couple of areas where they're encountering some obstacles. And in fact, they have a, a sophisticated district heating schemes around Denmark that are powered by biomass. And they're now uh, saying they're going to have to you know, redirect that biomass towards other sectors where uh, alternative heating sources are more difficult to secure. So th- they seem to be way ahead of us in, 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 okay. in many respects. Whereas we're still you know, trying to roll out one district heating scheme in Dublin and we don't have much in the way of biomass in heating at all. So I think, you know, overall Ireland's performance is still very slow and, you know, when you compare it with leader countries like Denmark, I think we have a lot to do to catch up. Okay, we will leave it there. Simon Neil, lecturer in climate policy at the DCU School of Law and Government. Thank you for talking to News Talk Breakfast this morning. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.